0: Hi, my name is Ashley and, and I'm Megan and we're two moms from San Diego um, who have children with a mitochondrial disease often uh, referred to as Mito. Um, we were looking around trying to find some podcasts or um, a platform where parents can listen to the different types of diseases um, or different uh, supplements, uh, doctors, doctors and there isn't one. So we decided that we're going to make one. Um, There needs to be a place for parents and families or friends to be able to go to and and listen to people's stories, listen to um, where they can get resources, Um, and, and not necessarily just about mitochondrial diseases, but the different things that are out there that we have no idea about. I mean, when you are pregnant and you find out that well when you find out you're pregnant you don't you don't plan to have a special needs child that just happens and there's a whole world out there that we don't know anything about and so we're just here to try to help others find those little things that we don't know exist
1: yes or or the things that we along the way have found and to help others find those resources as well um being in this mitochondrial world for quite a few years now, it's definitely um, helpful if you can start off when you do have a child, um, start off knowing a lot more information than necessarily we did. Um, so we'd like to be able to help parents out there and families um, to get more information and to just, you know, listen to listen to our stories and um, just have someone to uh, talk to or get references and information from
0: and each of them we're we're hoping to bring in um different people to talk and and their own mito stories because there's so many different diseases and um each person has a completely different experience and no two children are alike but there's so many different um resources to 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 dive into that Maybe I haven't experienced it, um, but Megan has. And Mm -hmm. the best way to be able to get what you need is to talk. And um, that, at least for my experience uh, with my daughter, um, that's the only way that we found anything. Because not every doctor... (laughs) That's my son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doctors don't necessarily know how to guide you. Um, Their job is to... Uh, see the symptoms um, see what's going on with your child and and they don't necessarily know about all these different resources that make your life a little bit easier Um, so hopefully throughout this podcast uh, we'll be able to cover some of those things Um, if you have any questions you can reach out we'll try to Try to make it easy to listen to. <laughs> yeah,
1: and just listening to our stories and other moms' stories and just feel like you have a place to um, listen and find some resources. Or even to speak. Um, and it's also when
0: my, when my Mito um, life began, <laughs> it was really nice to hear about different fundraisers or doctors on different um, states. Um, social media was a uh, huge for me because I was able to meet other families or see other kids with my daughter's disease. And um, I know we haven't really covered that yet, yeah. but, um, but it's, it's very helpful and you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully we'll cover all that.
1: Yeah. And this, it mitochondrial disease does tend to be rare um, because it does go undiagnosed quite a few times. So Um, As Ashley said, you know, meeting other people that are going through similar things that you are is just, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, It's comforting and um, you also create friendships that help you get through difficult times. So it's been, um, it's a road, but it's one that um, is a little bit easier when you have other people with you on it. it. It feels lonely, but you're not
0: alone. You don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important to kind of go backwards a little bit and tell uh, our story, how we met. Uh, and and then also tell everybody about our kids mm-hmm. and, and why we're doing, there are the reasons why we're doing this podcast. Yes. And um, for all the parents out there. So let's take a step back. Um, Megan and I met not that long ago, but um, about, a year. about a year ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was just after the 2018... Yeah, yeah. Mito 5K, and um, there was a luncheon that was going on. Uh, Dr. Navio, who the all the fundraising for the Mito 5K uh, went to research that he's doing that. We'll also talk about in in another podcast. (laughs) But um, but we met at this luncheon, and um, I was uh, Christina. Uh, she she kind of heads the 5K, and she invited me, and I um didn't know anybody at the time. Mm I I we had just received our we didn't even have a full diagnosis. We had a maybe diagnosis. Um, and I had reached out um, to Christina, and she invited me to this luncheon. So I got to meet all of these amazing moms. <laughs> and I do I do mean amazing because um, we are our own tribe. Yes. And, and it does not matter who you are. <laughs> the second you get a mitodiagnosis, you're for better or for worse in, in, in this tribe. Yeah. So I, Christina asked me, my first question to her was, can I bring Angie? <laughs> and she told me no. And I had like a panic attack. I was oh, like, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> but, and, and Angie was breastfed. <clears throat> and so I was terrified because she, she would not take a bottle.
1: And how old was she at that time? She
0: was not a year. Okay. So, so we got our our first idea of a diagnosis. So my daughter's name is Angelina, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got our first idea of a mito diagnosis um, between seven and eight months. We had our our six month checkup uh, with our pediatrician, and uh, she was not sitting up on her own. She had really low. Uh well not really low but alarmingly low um, upper body muscle tone
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that was the the first hint that something might not be right and our pediatrician said you know um, I I'm hoping that she's gonna catch up but just in case let's go ahead and and schedule an MRI just to make sure that there's nothing underlying that that we need to know about.
1: Oh, wow. So that was the first thing that they did was an MRI. Yeah. we There was
0: nothing else. Um, We just went straight for it. To the
1: MRI.
2: Good.
0: Yeah. So we did the MRI and then they also did some blood work. Mm -hmm. And mito was not even mentioned at this point. We were just going to a neurologist. Um, Went to the neurologist, got our blood work done. Um, The lactic acid was really high and so we did it again. It was even higher the second time so that's when we we finally got to the mri and then we went in and he said our uh the neurologist at the time his name is dr nelson and he said um i am not a specialist um but i share an office with someone who i think really needs to look at at these images and that was our our first mention of dr hoss um we we got our appointment with him, which I think it was probably pretty hard to get into. But um, our pediatrician and the and our our nurse actually she really pushed for it, and we got in and and I think that was so our MRI was around seven months, so it must be about eight months that we we got our first kind of diagnosis. We didn't have genetic testing yet, mm-hmm. so um, they thought because of the lactic acid and the MRI showed lesions on her brain that she had Lee syndrome. And I felt really bad for Dr. Haas. Yeah. (laughs) Because he, I think he's probably had to tell so many people that Mm -hmm. when he saw us, he just, he had a hard time with it. Yeah. And, and we were told to go Google Google it. (laughs)
1: Oh, which is the worst thing. (laughs)
0: Um, You know what? it was, Not the thing that you really think a doctor is going to tell you. Uh But at the same time, I think it was better because it gave us more hope. Because we didn't have genetic testing. Uh And we were like, okay, so he's telling us this, so it might not be this. And so um, that night, our pediatrician called us and said, "Um, you need to come to my office. (laughs) So we... we, um, Next day, we went into our pediatrician's office. He, cleared, he made us his last appointment, cleared everything just to make sure that he had time to talk to us, and we, as, as much as you can say the word lucky, we were really lucky because he had a daughter that died from Mito, and he all saw all the signs um, with Angie, mm-hmm. and the reason I say lucky is because how, I mean, how would you fall into an office with a pediatrician that went through it?
1: Yeah. That is so (laughs) rare. There's so many doctors that don't even know what it is.
0: Yeah. And so um, he, he held our hands for a lot of it. We went back to Dr. Haas, obviously got our, our genetic testing. Um, They tested Andrew, myself with my husband, Mm -hmm. (laughs) myself (laughs) and Angie. And, uh, and then we just, played the waiting game. Um and it just happened that um she had her first mito crash around the same time. She we thought she was having seizures. Yeah. And it ended up she wasn't. She was epileptic, but Mm -hmm. she wasn't having any seizures. She ended up having a um a heart uh uh problem. It was Van uh, (laughs) uh, Wolf Parkinson's white syndrome. Um, which, uh, nobody really expected it was going to be that. So she, she got put on, um, Kepra? Kepra, mm-hmm. yes. And we only made it two days and she crashed on it. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I think not to make anyone feel scared of Kepra. Yes, Troy um, takes Kepra as yeah, well. <laughs> um, just each kid is different mm-hmm. and Angie couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Even if we could, and she had, um, at, at that time, she, every once in a while would take a bottle, most often not, Mm -hmm. but, um, once the Keppra was in the picture, um, she stopped completely. Yeah. So, and this is all obviously right before I met you at the, the luncheon, Mm -hmm. but, um, the Keppra kind of stopped everything for us and we couldn't get her to take anything orally by mouth, um. And so she couldn't have any of the supplements that uh, the doctors wanted her to have that were supposed to help um, her mito cocktail. Um, so the day two of Kepra, even if she had taken it, we were going to take her off of it because she was not the same kid anymore. Mm-hmm. She uh, couldn't show emotion at mm-hmm. all. She couldn't. Not that she. She's never laughed. Mm -hmm. but she couldn't smile she was just too tired she didn't have the energy to really acknowledge you Mm -hmm. um and she kind of just was this shell of a baby that was sitting there but that was that was the beginning of are diagnosed. So when Christine invited me, I was freaking out because
1: you couldn't. And Andy wasn't
0: gonna eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't be gone. Girl, I'm
1: long. the walking refrigerator here. Yeah. And then I got
0: <laughs> lost. And I, it
1: was, oh. yeah. Well UCSD is a crazy campus. Oh, yeah. It
0: was. It was. <laughs> um, but how old was Troy when
1: Troy was one and a half when he was diagnosed. Um, and we actually, we go to the same doctor's office that you took Angie to, but we have different doctors. Um, Troy was, you know, healthy when he was born. There was um, nothing that uh, would have signified anything was wrong. Um, but he, like you said, he wasn't with Angie. He wasn't meeting his milestones. He couldn't hold his head up. Um, and the doctor said he had hypotonia. Um, and our doctor, Dr. Butler, um he said, well, why don't we uh, send you to a neurologist just to check, just to be sure that everything's okay. And we actually saw, which I'm not sure, I can't actually remember his name at this point, but we saw a neurologist. I um, mean, it was the only pediatric neurologist and we have Sharp um, in San Diego. And he was basically, well, you know, he's, he's going to be fine. He'll catch up and that kind of thing. And Um, I think something as a mother, you know, you just know, and even though, um, I'd never had a child before, he was my first and my only, um, there was something wrong.
0: I thought all my friends had lied to me. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, is having a baby really this hard? Like, (laughs) how did everybody else get through it? And no one told me how hard this was. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's definitely, you know, you have that mother's intuition and, um, Unfortunately, which we'll probably talk about at some point, um, we had to petition our insurance to even be able to go and see another neurologist to get a second opinion. Um, We have an amazing children's hospital here, Rady's Children's Hospital, and um, we wanted to see a neurologist that was affiliated with that. Um, So we did, and he actually suggested that we do a muscle biopsy, which was... The first thing, the first test that he ever had. Um, And we had the muscle biopsy. It came back with um, what are called red ragged fibers. And that's when he um, basically referred us to Dr. Haas. Um, I remember this is such a, you know, you hear when you get that diagnosis, it completely changes your life. But um, I was literally out which there'll probably be a lot of crying on this, uh, yeah. podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm already um, crying. yeah.
1: Back. <laughs> so well, you're, you're better than I am. Um, uh, my friend Paul and I were out for a walk with Troy and, um, he called and said that, uh, he has mitochondrial disease and I had no idea what that was. I'd never heard of it before in my life. And he said, he said, but you know, there, there are treatments for it. There are treatments for it. And, uh, we're going to refer you to Dr. Haas and, um, and then we'll go from there, and of course, so they, he didn't tell us to Google it, but of course, that's yeah. exactly what I did, and as soon as I went home and Googled it, you know, my life has changed. I was completely crushed and um you know uh, it's just it's a very hard thing when you're not necessarily even told at that point but your child has a fatal disease that there is no cure for, and the treatments are supplements um, and unfortunately, um that's that's it's not a cure um and it's a progressive disease and so um which is you when someone says there's not a cure for something Mm -hmm.
0: it just what yeah (laughs) how How is? yeah or it it we're now in 2020 Mm -hmm. how do we not have a cure and and not just not have a cure we're not close to a cure no there's Obviously, there's a lot of clinical trials. There's a lot of stuff doctors are, are trying to find.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, there was a, a, a little girl that, that passed away 21 years ago. And and it was the same exact story. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but my, my daughter, Angelina, she passed away in April and... I just, it, when you hear that, when you hear your story being told by a mom that it happened to them 21 years ago, it's really hard to believe that we're in a, that we live in an era that is not close.
1: Exactly. And you
0: wanna give people hope and, and you want to advocate and, and say all these amazing things that are mm-hmm. happening. But when you get that, that first wave of diagnosis, It's very, it's not even, I mean, it's flooring, but it's, you just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. How could science not be there? No.
1: And it's almost like you you don't know what do you do with that diagnosis? What do you, how do you live your life? What do you do? Um, And then they tell you that they can't tell you. Yeah, Because exactly. every kid
0: is completely different. They can
1: have the exact same all the way down to the DNA, same diagnosis, and the, the disease can still take a completely different road.
0: Yeah. I, I've not met yet one child that was exactly like Angie, or mm-hmm. even close to it. Mm-hmm. Or even close to it.
1: Yeah, and I haven't met any child that's like Troy. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely... It's it's a scary thing, um, but, you know, it's like I'm sitting here talking to you, and, you know, having this friendship and being able to talk about our kids helps me to feel better. It helps, you know, helps us to navigate this whole mitochondrial world and the other moms that, um, that we know. Um, so
0: it helps make your world a little bit smaller because it makes it feel so big, especially, like, we live in San Diego, which most people – think oh that's a that's a pretty big city
1: yeah you it's a know mecca it's a big... for the health yeah. industry
0: but um for kid for our kids i mean so you you imagine you're gonna run into other mito kids but you don't and no. and i know you don't have like a a, a pure diagnosis yet
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um for angie for having lee syndrome there's one maybe other child, or who's not even a child anymore, he's 20, which is amazing. amazing. Uh-huh. You don't hear of that <laughs> ever. Um, and I th- I, and there's also a lot of cross-diagnosis, too, because, like, for Troy, you've mm. been told he's Lee-like. Yes. Doesn't mean he has Lee syndrome, no. but he's Lee-like. And the mm-hmm. same thing for Angie. She had Mellus, which was Lee-like, but... um. She fell into the category of Lee more than mm-hmm. than Mellis, which I don't know if I'm saying that correctly.
1: Yeah, I'm not but. sure. <laughs> there are quite a few different yeah. mitochondrial diseases, so yeah. and we'll talk about we'll the different to. ones yeah. as well. we'll, we'll hopefully, cover all of them. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, and we might not say <laughs> them quite correctly. But. Yeah,
0: M- most likely. More, more probably say things a lot inaccurately. <laughs> <Yeah>. Apologize <laughs> ahead of time. Um, but yeah, you, but. Um, you guys recently were able to do genetic testing again. And, yes. And, and Troy's 11. Troy which is, is 11. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
1: It's amazing. If The statistics, unfortunately, for mitochondrial disease is only 50% of kids live to the age of 10. So that that's huge and it's devastating. And Troy's 11. And um, thankfully, he's been. A pretty healthy. We've had some issues, but um, he's never had any mito crashes. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything like that. Um, and he's 11, soon to be 12 in March. So um, it's pretty amazing when you hear statistics like that. So, like you said, that young man that's 21 years old. I mean, that's like a miracle. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> so really is. most of I think the moms that we are affiliated with so far, a lot of their children are younger. Um, So, yeah. unfortunately, we see that statistic just within our group of moms.
0: Yeah, we're a small group. We are. We're not. I mean, we spread out. There's a few of us here in San Diego, but um, we spread out to L.A. or closer to L.A. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to... um, Yeah, that area.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we have some families in Fresno, too. So a little bit of Northern California. But no, we are a very small group. And that's why, that's another reason that we are doing this podcast. We, you know, want to meet more families. And, um,
0: and too, with the misdiagnosis, um, there are more families.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There are. They just don't know it yet. Exactly. And and, which can be good and can be bad. I mean, Mm you, you, it's, It's bad because you can't get the help you want because you don't know who to reach out to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when, and I, I don't know, I guess I can't say that because before Angie, I wouldn't have even known what to, who to reach out to. Mm -hmm. Mito hadn't even been mentioned. I wouldn't. Yeah. Like same thing. I didn't know what a mitochondrial disease was. No.
1: And it's very interesting. We've uh, been to a couple of conferences and different things that some of the doctors have uh, put on. There's a Dr. Bowles that's in um, more of the L.A. area, um, and we drove up for a conference there. And there were so many parents in that room that had come from all over that their doctors had no idea what their child had. And somehow they had made their way to figuring this out and seeing Dr. Bowles um, but, I mean, all over the state, there aren't that many specialists. I mean, we go to the mitochondrial symposium. Um, are you and guys going
0: to go to that this year? Yes,
1: time? yeah, we are. Cool. Yeah. So, um,
0: Which is in June. Yes, in it's case. in June. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, you know, there's just a lot of doctors that um, aren't familiar with it, or they heard a little bit about it in medical school, but they just don't know. And unfortunately, mitochondrial disease presents with so many different system issues, whether it's the digestive system or the neuromuscular system. It's just, and so they get diagnosed with different things, or they're just trying to um, pinpoint what's going on, and they don't see the overall mitochondrial picture. Um, so, you know, there are definitely, um, just from social media, there are people that travel all over just to go see a doctor. Um, and we're,
0: Andrew and I, were, we were going to move. When we Mm -hmm. first found out just because you find out you have a special needs kid with whatever the, the diagnosis is. So your first intuition is to, okay, this is going to, our life is going to change. And we have to figure out how to afford this new life. And um, insurance a lot of times just doesn't cover it. And it's not, I mean, well, that isn't going to be a podcast on its own.
1: Insurance podcast.
0: But at least for, for us, for, for Mido, um, there's a lot of things that are not covered, like the supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's families that it's hundreds of dollars a month. And mm-hmm. then you have your kid who can't get sick. Mm-hmm. not that they don't have the ability to but they cannot get sick yes because that could end their life and so andrew and i were trying to figure out okay one of us is not going to be able to work anymore mm-hmm. because angie was is going to get to an age where we, we we're not going to be able to afford a nanny or mm-hmm. a babysitter that's that's yeah not even in the the picture eventually mm-hmm. maybe maybe the first two years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but your kids are kids and they get bigger and their abilities are going to be different. Um, you have to stay not just healthy in the sense of you can't get sick, but you need to be strong mm-hmm. because like Troy, he's so oh, tall. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> I'm 5'8", and he is maybe an inch shorter than me. Yeah. And he's only 11 years old, and that's exactly – what, you know, went on with us this last year. Um, Fortunately, we have family that has been amazing and helped um, to take care of Troy. His grandmother um, and aunt were both nurses, um, but his grandmother's, you know, she's older. And um, we had a couple of family health situations. And so this last, well, it's been a little over a year now, I stopped teaching and had to stay, you know, I now stay home with Troy full time. and there's so many things because mitochondrial disease is so complicated. like you said, not getting sick. It's like, you can't just leave your child with anyone. It's yeah. so difficult to understand. And they um, can't
0: tell you what's going on. No, A, a lot of times they're nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And so I, there was no way that I was going to send Angie to school. If she can't tell me what's happening and I'm not there to mm-hmm. make sure that she is safe. There's no way. I, I mean, I would love to trust people, but I yeah. don't.
1: <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I went to school. Especially not with yeah. my kid. <laughs> yeah, and I went to school with Troy. I worked sixty um, percent, and he went to preschool in the morning, and I went to school with him yeah, every I, day. Yeah. I was. You know, it's it's so difficult, and you know, you have to make sure all the kids are healthy in there, yeah. and I'd have and to take not. them home. And no, they're not. Yeah, no, kids are kids, and families are families. <laughs> so
0: Andrew and I worked. So I was when I made us go on a tangent about
1: <laughs> <laughs> about moving. Yeah,
0: we were gonna move because um we we didn't think we'd be able to stay in San Diego mm-hmm. but we realized that we have our doctors right here and mm-hmm. ones that we need, not yes. just a doctor. No. It's a MITO doctor. Exactly. And so even if we had moved away, we would still be coming back. Uh-huh. And so it would have been too hard to move to Arizona or, or somewhere mm-hmm. that uh mortgage would have been cheaper or just the cost of living would have been less. Um, So that's why we, we stayed because people are not, they more often than not, you don't live in an area where there's a mito doctor. No, absolutely. And there's very, I can maybe think of four, not even that many. Mm -hmm. I think I can think of four, but two, that have enough reputation
2: mm-hmm.
0: to... I don't want to say anyone does, doesn't know what they're doing. No. But they yeah. have a, a good pool of people that they... or a lot of patients that they see mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis that I feel that they have a stronger knowledge. Mm-hmm. And one is here in San Diego.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely spend one of our podcasts talking about the different doctors. Um, going to the symposiums, um, you actually have time to actually meet and talk to the doctors. So there, there are a few. There's actually three in California. There's one at Stanford, Dr. N's, Dr. Bowles is in L.A., and um, Dr. Haas here. So California is actually uh, lucky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just across the state, there, there aren't that many. And I know my parents live in Northern California, and they always ask this when I was a baby, and, you know, are you sure you're going to stay in San Diego? And, of course, San Diego, I, I absolutely love it. But I've always known I will never leave this yeah. Area because of Troy. I need to know that I have a doctor that understands what's happening to him and, you know, we'll get the best medical care possible.
0: That... I'm scared to leave. And Angie's not even here anymore. But yeah. there's so many times that I think about not, I mean, just our family. Like my sister had my nephew and she's about to have my niece. And I know that the, my sister's, she donated her eggs and, and, all of the kids are fine, but it's still in the back of my head, and I feel like I need to be here. I need to be close to you guys. And mm-hmm. it's also just my... Know.
1: It's okay, <laughs> I already did.
0: <laughs> I know it's your turn. <laughs> my Mido story is short, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't even get a year with you guys. Yeah. Before she... Everything changed. And it's really hard to let go. I'm not saying that I need to. Mm-hmm. But... I so badly just really want to stay in that life. And I don't know... We're going to have to bring, like, tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll think of that next time. <laughs> um, it's hard to not be a special needs mom. Once, like, once you're told that's what you are Mm -hmm. and you need to figure out this life and, and you don't stop you. You run like Mm -hmm. you just do what you have to do. And then one day that all goes away and you still don't want to stop. Yeah. (laughs) So I wouldn't ever want to leave San Diego. And I know I don't, I just, um, I love seeing all of you guys as (laughs) kids and it makes (laughs) me so happy and I want to make a difference for them. know that it's too late for us um but for all of like the fundraising the 5k comedy shows all of it i just really hope that we can i can keep momentum going for them it's hard to not have her around anymore
1: yeah i can't i can't even imagine i don't watch it (laughs) and it's sad because having a, a child with that you know you definitely, you think about that every day, and it's one of those things you have to, you know, look forward and enjoy every moment that you have now and um, hope that that reality is either never going to come to terms because there'll be a cure, or, um, you know, it's not in any near future, because with mitochondrial disease you just don't know. It could be a normal day and the next day could have the flu and die in the hospital it's
0: yeah, that's exactly what happened yeah well not the flu but, but...
1: yeah any any different uh, differences in their progression of their disease so it's it's hard to think about that and I feel blessed that I met you and that you're here with us and you're still fighting this fight um for Angie and for all of our kids and you know we're so thankful and you know hopefully we can Bring some of that hope and some of this um, you know, comfort, it's like comfort, you know um, it's to other families. That
0: as much as you want your friends and family before Mido to understand and sympathize with, it, they can't. No. And it's no fault of their own, um, but they just they're not in your footsteps. No so you just I, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I want to be near you guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we want you near us.
0: (laughs) Because I, I, I mean, I, I know we all have, like we were saying before, we all have had different stories, but in experiences um, that I've had, you guys are the closest to understanding. Mm -hmm.
1: It is. And I'm so fortunate. My parents, um, my mom and my stepdad are, you know, every time anybody's sick in the household or, you know, Troy gets sick. Um, They're right here. I have my um, friend that I've known since middle school that has literally helped me raise Troy. Um, And if anybody, she's like a second mom to Troy, so she knows. um, She, I feel like she walks in my footsteps. And I have an amazing new husband that, you know, is right there with me. Um, But the mental portion of it, I feel like you know how I deal with it, and having him as my child—it's just—it's—it's it's a different thing. When you're a Mito mom, it's—it's it's a different thing. It's keeping it together every day.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I was gonna say something else, but I completely forgot what it was. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> okay. gonna happen a lot. It happens.
1: <laughs> oh. oh well, do we want to <laughs> wrap this one up? We yeah. actually we have a website. Um, And it is mitopodcast.com. And we we also have an email at mitopodcast at com. So if you guys
0: have any stories you want to hear, have any ideas, anything that you want us to cover or find someone to cover, Mm -hmm. um, shoot us an email. Let us know. Let us know your story. Um, It'd be awesome just to hear some comments, I guess.
1: Yeah. And... and you know, we're going to, we have quite a few topics that we've already um, written down that we're going to cover, and, you know, we have some moms in mind that we'd like to talk to, but um, we'd like we'd to, love keep this, to hear from yeah, keep other growing. people, too, so yeah. that we're getting out there and reaching other families.
0: Yeah, we don't, we know not everyone's going to live in San Diego. We're no. We're going to be yeah. everywhere, yeah. Um, and we would like to bring, you know, I'm hoping, too, that I know that. We're just mito moms. <laughs> but maybe something like this will inspire someone to research or get doctors who might not know anything about it, inspire them to do more research. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: you just never know who, who you're going to, um, I used that word already, but inspire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to advocate. And hopefully this will be a forum that can just get more people involved. Absolutely. So I think the more chatter you hear about mito, it's gonna get the recognition that it deserves. Because mm-hmm. right now it's still something that people don't talk about because they just don't know. No. Yeah. And it needs to be a household name. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, All right. thank you for listening, We're, and we'll, we will we'll talk do to our you best soon. <laughs> in the future, and not digress, yes. and we'll bring
0: tissues. <laughs> Uh, You should probably have some on hand, too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for hearing our stories. And we will talk to you next time.
1: Thank you.